Hey listeners, it's Alex, your host of EOA, Entrepreneurs of Asia, a show where we have genuine conversations with entrepreneurs, founders, and investors about their journey and the lessons that they've learned that impact or benefit the Asia region. Get ready for Dave Chang's part two epic podcast session. If you missed part one, feel free to go back to the previous episode to get the full context. If not, this podcast has plenty of content on its own worth hearing. We start off where we left off with Groupon China and Dave's transition to Living Social. We then talk about the nature of startups and the VC ecosystem here in Southeast Asia, and later discuss what it's like to work in Ginting, one of the largest casino operators in the world. The importance of engaged ownership, critiques on both the Chinese and American economic systems, and how Magic the Gathering is a great metaphor for life. And we finish off by talking about early stage investing and the viability of Grab's business model for the long term. There's a ton of wisdom and learnings in between, so get your game on and dive in and listen. You left Groupon. Then, ah, yes. Then you went to social living. Living social. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Close I got it backwards. Doesn't matter. Living social, which was actually a darling back then. It probably, was. probably they raised eight hundred million dollars from Amazon. Yeah, and they were as probably growing as big as Groupon, and then basically. So but why didn't you stay on, and why did you go to the competitor? Because back living social, sorry, living social, because they weren't acquired at the time when you they joined. Were at the time you joined, they were no, 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 not the time you joined. Okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. So Backtrack all this. So I left Groupon in two thousand twelve. Yep. Basically, because I was sick of firing people. It takes a toll. It it takes an emotional toll. It does it does? And also, also at that time, what had happened internally was that um, Groupon US had sold their stake to Tencent and had become a Chinese company. And I had ah. made my decision. And no offense to anyone that's listening, but I did not want to work for a Chinese company. Mm. For uh, I can get into well, interesting. Yeah, I can okay. get into a whole. Give me a, a short gist of it. It's Game of Thrones. Uh, hyper intense, crazy competitive environment. I'll give you an example. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a story. So, I, my role at Groupon China was regional manager, which meant I was responsible for the P and L of seven markets. And was that different from the guys you were? Because I know some of the guys, right? So I, when I was in Zalor, Taiwan, I met Howard Lee, Kevin Sang. Same. They were all, regi- all regional managers. They were, they, okay. they were the same position I was. Okay. Yeah, correct. Correct. Different the, titles, the same thing. Uh, yeah, we did on. the same job. Yeah, okay. We did the same job. So Howard was in charge of like Shenzhen or something. Uh, and, um, Howard was... Kevin was in charge of Shanghai Guangzhou, for a while. Guangzhou. Guangzhou, Guangzhou, Guangzhou one yeah, of the yeah. South, southern yeah. provinces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fit fuzzy, but yeah. yeah. I, know those, I know those guys, right? And I'll tell you the story. It's a crazy story. So I was in charge of seven markets in China. And what had happened was I got this phone call on like a Sunday afternoon. I was just doing my own thing Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And my, my manager for, for, for this market was like, hey, Dave, I, I got something to ask you, right? I'm like, okay, what's up? He's like, so this other regional manager called me and told me that I was now part of his region and that I worked for him. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? And then, uh, like, this okay. guy, like, tried to do some, like, fucking Darwinian backstabbing power play. Like, I don't even know. Like, you know, and it was so poorly done. It was actually really poorly done, which was, like, the <sighs> most ridiculous part. Like, I'm like, do you just not respect me at all? Because, like, yeah. if you were a little bit smart, you would have been smarter about this, right? Dude, yeah, I want to talk about this a little bit because the same thing happened to me. Well, I realized that within, because of the way Rocket executed, these lines are not very clear. And, and this was, this was, you can, this was you, you very can, clear though. This was very clear. Cause like, was it? it was, well, it was my region. She yeah, okay, reported okay. to me. Okay, okay. And then like, yeah. Where, where, where is like, 
how could that be unclear? Well, this happened in, in Zalora because, okay, I, I was hired as an EIR. This is before Entre- the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the formal GVD European yeah. bringing the MBAs to, to kind of whatever, right? Yeah. So then, um, the thing is they, they will hire people above you without telling you. But like, I was literally the third guy hired to, to launch the whole thing. Right. And we were, so the way we split up was buying, marketing, and, and operations. I took yeah. operations, but then it was never clear. And then, of course, there was one co-founder layer. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was there for maybe like seven months. But then, like, they brought in another guy, but they never tell you that you, you're now reporting to this guy. But this guy has all the communication layer, and he absorbs all the power. And then you're kind of, for a young guy, you don't know how to navigate that. No, no, no. You really so don't navigate I was, I was very direct about this. Okay, you are very not, clear. Yeah, I was very clear. Right. So we were at the same level. The, the the guy that did this, we were at the yeah. same level, and you know, so he had same access to communication. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> so I just call up, I call up the global the China MD. I'm like, hey, so I got this really strange phone call. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Like he literally just like just just avowed himself with the whole thing. <laughs> Sounds about right though. Yeah. Like right? the so handled, it, yeah. I mean, the way he, the way that I perceive is like this guy just like literally made some sort of like. Yeah. Machiavellian power play. Yeah. But it was actually kind of a really bad power play. Like yeah. it wasn't done very well. And I confronted him about it. Uh, at when he denied it, right? I, he, he's like, uh, yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, that's enough of this. I don't, like, yeah. I, I don't. This, these are, again, what kind of problems do you want to solve? Yeah. These are not the kind of problems. What, what game are you playing? What game are we playing? This is, this is not the game that I want to play. Yeah. These are not the problems I want to solve. Right. And when the yeah. Chinese, be, when the company, be, when the company became, fully chinese like the writings on the wall yeah like, this is okay going, so this is it this is this, the culture this, this yeah. is the culture right and this is also sort of like why i think china long term has some systemic problems interesting okay right? yeah because like this culture is toxic it's also why people get squeezed out and they try to come to southeast asia or other parts of the world right but it, but but like come on there's no value add right well okay this is there's no uh, value add for the organization is, uh, this, this follows a theme of indefinite pessimism and it's not people trying to work together to build the future they want. They're trying to kill each other to kind of get that part of the pie. And maximizing yeah, short-term yeah, value for themselves. Yeah, correct, 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 yeah. correct. Right? And then this is, you know, this was not the game that I wanted to play. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that reminds me of my time when I had just finished Easy Taxi. We were closing it down in Thailand and I had just joined Shopee. Yeah. They were just starting out. They had just launched, I think that was there for when they launched Thailand and uh, like the first day was like 3,000 orders, like which, which like in Zalora, that took me like six months to get, which was insane, right? Uh-huh. Um, but, but they had hired everyone from Lazada. Direct import. Direct import, yeah. And Lazada, like Zalora culture was, eh, like questionable. The Lazada culture was like on steroids and more insane. And man, it was like literally reliving the toxic parts of Rocket all over again. And I was just like, you know what? Okay, that wasn't really the, the the coffin in the nail. I was like, maybe I could stomach this because I know it. The the other part was working with Garena. So I was there to optimize operational processes yeah. to make things better. Yeah, I was doing just like a short term project to to see if I wanted to stay. Yeah, right? yeah. So they they were trying me out. I was trying them out. Sure. And I, I like I, I wanted to like very simple bulk order every day. I was working till like eleven to twelve one a.m. Clicking one by one, click 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 to approve like refunds. This could have been done with one spreadsheet uploaded done. Yep. The bank has the feature. I went to go talk to the bank. They said, yeah, let's do it. And then I went back to go to process in Garena. They're like, nope, you can't do it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> Between yeah. the culture and the the, the the red tape, I was just like, I'm not reliving this. I'm like, I'm, you know, it's like, you know, good luck. And I, I don't regret ever looking back. Exactly. You know? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't regret. Which it ties not. back to the, the idea of like, you got to, you know, 
what you were saying earlier, what game do you want to play? Exactly. Right? It's also, and let's be honest again, this is also only a position that's born from privilege. I didn't need the job. Yeah, exactly. I could have walked exactly, away. Exactly, right? exactly, I, I had exactly. enough whatever financial resources and exactly. everything yeah. to be able yeah. to like, you know what, if I don't work for a while, yeah, we're okay. I'll, I'll, I'll live. It's yeah. not a big deal. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. it's, so I, and I think that for me is always like a big part of it. It's like, I mean, this is a big topic in America, right? But like understanding your privilege and like how oh, you come sure, to terms with for it. For sure. Right? And so I understand that like I'm, as an individual, I am like within the top yeah. 99% globally. Correct. Right? You have to address it. I think. You have to address it. You have, you to, have address to address it. it and you have to, you have to accept with it. it. Yeah. yeah. You have to make your peace with it. Right? I think, and I think that's the problem with a lot of people who have wealth. They can't make the peace with it. And it's the problem with America. Is yeah. America can't make... It, most yeah. Americans... Yeah. Can't make peace with their own privilege. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a ridiculous construct if you think about it. Right? It's kind of where... It explains why where they are today. Right? Yeah, exactly. But right? it's ridiculous. The, the, the signaling and all this all the, extremism all the, all the on the left and the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. crazy. But, but yeah. It's like you are where you are. Right? Like what is the point of over... Like this navel gazing. The yeah. navel gazing in itself is privilege. Yeah, the exactly. That, yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. you can like, like do this like yeah, level yeah, of yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just really nonsense if the way okay now i'm really getting like off the yeah, political yeah. pc track or whatever right yeah but like the fact that you even do this just reeks of privilege yeah that's so a, that's a good point so, so like check yourself you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah um so anyway so uh i got so i um i got recruited yeah living social uh they contacted you from u.s or from singapore singapore so the region was run out of singapore which is kind of interesting because korea was by far the biggest market actually but it was being run by um there's some fascinating backstory to that because groupon was also in korea right and i, and I heard the story that the guy in korea sold ali group by twice <laughs> He built it. Ali yeah. bought it. He went back. To, he like he worked for them for a while. He built it again, and then I think Ali like the like Groupon bought it again or something. I that sounds honestly, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't yeah. remember enough of okay, that okay. story to like make an intelligent yeah, yeah, point yeah. about it. Um. Anyway, so I, I moved. To, so so I got a. So I was going to quit. I, actually, I had done my GMAT. Okay, I, I could do business school. Yeah, I, wow. as as everyone who is like back in, in that time, twenties, yeah, 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 like I'll apply for business school, right? So I done my GMATs. And I applied for business school, and around the same time, I got contacted by the recruiter who was working for the Living Social Office out of Singapore, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to come to um, yeah. Malaysia and you know work in the Malaysia business?" Good timing, then, huh? It was, it was, it was, and yeah. and and it made sense too because Groupi was still in its kind of heyday. It was hot. This was uh, 2012. 2012. I mean, this is a year before Andrew Mason left uh, Groupon. Yes, so, I mean, this, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I, at the time, I applied the heuristics of a young man. Yeah, right? which of course. Were ba- which were basically like, I, I knew three things about Malaysia before I said <laughs> at the time, right? And those, <laughs> those three things were north of Singapore, <laughs> had race riots in the 60s, and in the movie Zoolander, they try and kill the prime minister <laughs> of Malaysia. Which, which is fun, which is hey, hilarious, okay. which is hilarious because in the movie he's this nice little Chinese man, but in actuality oh, yeah. it was Najib, right? So there's a whole. Well, there's the Chinese man will never be prime minister of Malaysia, right? exactly. Which is why it's funny. That's hilarious. That's why, yeah. why it's funny, right? I mean, yeah. But you, I mean, obviously, I didn't know that at the time. But right? it's pretty also funny heuristics because that seems more informed than most that you wouldn't even know there's race riots, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that's I, pretty informed. <laughs> for an American, that's good, doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but that's a low bar. For an American, that's yeah. a low bar, right? So I keep the bar low for them. <laughs> Fair enough. For us. <laughs> and so my, my my thought process at the time was like, look, man, like, worst case scenario, I don't like it. Yeah. I can go back to America. I mean, it's also pretty safe. They were a really good name back then. 
They've raised so I much money. Even, I wasn't even worried about that, if I'm being okay. honest. Like, so this is a funny, this is, this is a tangent. It's a funny thing. It's like, at that time, for the longest time, I only took jobs based on how interested I was in the work. And I, as I it's got, not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad it's, it's, method, which I think is great for, for a young person. You, as it's a not young a bad man, method. As a young, as yeah. a young person, yeah, yeah, not a young man. As a young person, it's a great method. As I got older and I realized course, how yeah, the world yeah, works, yeah, 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 yeah. I realized how important money was. Well, it's a combination then. Well, it depends also on your 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 goals. Correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. But 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 early on, if you want to have open up many doors, yeah, it's not a bad Just kind take, of method. Take the work for what you what's interesting. You. That's the best. Part. As long as you're doing something that's uh, probably, I mean, if if you're not interested in being gen- a janitor, like like cleaning toilets, uh, correct. If that's, you're that's if fair. you're solving something, that's that's going to open doors. That's that's right? true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. You got to be some kind of navigation because there there is a lot of space in between for people to pick something. That's, that's fair. That's fair. That's and fair. then say, hey, this advice is bad. Right. Yeah. So, that's yeah, that's right? actually that's actually yeah. a very important point. Yeah. I happen to be interested in media and e-commerce, yeah, there, which is which I'm, were like, timing wise perfect. That's fine. That's fine. Rising industries. It's okay. Yeah. They're they're industries that yeah exactly. Yeah, right. even if you were average, it's probably a good place to be, right? Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like the the best economic strategy is just to go work for like a big tech company, and y- like long term, you will have outsized returns. You know, I, I think for technology that does apply now, it, it could not seem like that. We're in this, you're in a lull cycle. Like the before we we started this tech journey, there was a lull where. Sure. Nothing was happening, so you could have been sitting there for ten years saying tech is fucking you know worst kind of thing I should be doing. But if you stayed longer, you probably hit a really good cycle. You would be the only expert on the rising cycle, right? Well, I, mean, I think this is also the, the 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 problem with the modern generation of workers. Is you're right, as I alluded to earlier, like everything in life in the world works in a function of cycles, yeah. right? And it's about how long these cycles last Correct. for, and like yeah, yeah, where point. you where you enter, where you exit, and if you want to stick yeah. through the entire thing. Yeah, correct. And this is this yeah. is it's like investing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like long term, yeah, long term investing is exact strategy. It's like, look, I'm going to put my money into S and P 500, and I'm not going to look at it for like 30 years. Yeah, but in 30 years, I'll be rich. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just about like, do you have the fortitude, the grit, the grit? Yeah, to 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 yeah. stick it out through the cycle. Right? The, the problem is people will people perceive reality in the short spans. Well, human. Humans are optimized yes, for exactly. short-term thinking, exactly, and so that's the, a function of our biology and our evolution. Yeah, yeah. and there's the one favorite topic. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, yeah. our, our friend who's hosting uh, our our podcast yeah, right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but the, yeah, that, 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 that the point is like you know that's why you have to kind of get past that human instinct. If you could stick it, you're gonna hit something in between. Yeah, correct. Right, and it's gonna be something probably outsized more more of you probably try to game it and do short-term bets. Yeah, which, I mean, sometimes that works, but more often than not, you're going to be probably struggling for a long time and feel but lost. It's not, it's not, a, it's not like, cause we're, we're cause you know, the th- nature of advice is right. Like you're trying to find what's applicable to the largest group of people. Yes. Which is a generic group of people. Right. Yeah. And so in this instance, I mean, yes, there are certain people, of course, that will, that will not apply to. Yeah. Maybe you're brilliant or you have like this great insight or whatever, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, I think like as like generic advice, like just find a decent tech company, get yourself some stock options, stick it out long term, vest. <laughs> yeah. Move Honestly, on to a, the next one. It's a pretty valid strategy in the US where. Like for example, like Microsoft, that works really well. If you stayed for a few decades of Microsoft, you're guaranteed a seven figure at, you know payout at the end, probably. In terms, in terms of options, right? I think even here, right? Like, you know, look at oh, now now is a good timing to do it. Yeah, like, it's maturing, yeah, right? Maturing, yeah. Like you go like get a job at Shopee. Oh yeah, for, or well, Karina or whatever, C, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like you're probably you're probably set if you're yeah for the next ten years exactly. And I kind of saw that kind of path where it would have been very comfortable. But I, it wasn't optimizing for me being a better founder or something, so I, I kind of ran ran away from it, you know. Again, yeah. 
The game that you want to play. Exactly. What game do you want to play? So, uh, what, what was Living Social? Essentially, Living Social was just Groupon, right? It's Groupon. It's Groupon. It's yeah. Groupon's Different, largest competitor. Largest global competitor at the time. Uh, at the time. And, um, so it was interesting because like I was working in Living Social at the same time that Lazada was starting yes, here. Yes, correct. We were just starting. We were, yes. So I, that's where I met HP. Uh, Hans Peter. Hans Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter, the, he Peter. was the CEO. He was the OG CEO, or not the OG CEO, but he's like the second CEO they brought in, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and yeah. That's how I met him. And but at the same time, you were also competing with Groupon too. Then, so you were 100%. competing with uh, for the region. It would be uh, Joel. Joel. The Joel, Joel Neo, the Neo, which is the founder of Fave now, etc. Right? He's the OG for Southeast Asia, right? Or Groupon. <laughs> not as hardcore as China, right? <laughs> but Joel was the same, right? In the sense that, like. Uh, and again, like I, uh, I don't want to come across as overly critical of Joel because I actually don't know him at all, and I'm sure he's a yeah. nice enough guy, whatever. But like, he was the first person to ink like a large deal in Malaysia of that scale. Mm. So you could outcompete everyone because your war chest was like an order of magnitude larger. That's like, a good point. When you had like a million dollars to spend on like whatever you wanted, and the next guy had like fifty thousand yeah. ringgit, yeah. Back then, it's no, it's yeah. kind of like it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And this this is always a function of right, like Silicon Valley, and I think the West in general perpetuates this myth that like, yeah, you can be like a ten x engineer, like a like a one hundred x engineer, what whatever. Right? Yeah. But let's let's be honest, right? Like like, if someone has like ten times, twenty times, thirty times the resources that you do, it's 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 almost impossible to compete. Well, this is the the other strategic. So, like, so the Silicon Valley has that. Well, I mean, there's a reality. To, it's based in reality. The myth. Sure, it happens. It, so happens. it happens. And it's a very specific case for Silicon Valley. But the other opposite end of that was the financial engineering side, uh, right? We're, we're talking about maybe a Chinese method or rocket method of yeah. just spending money, or even the the SoftBank method. Yeah, correct. Right, or uh, I guess even, at the time the even bigger shark in, in the region was Patrick Grove, which was probably more around deal making versus an actual building, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is something. There's something valid to that. No, right? but so so this and hundred percent, hundred percent, and this is like I think where the the crux of it comes in is like. One of these models is replicable. Yeah. The other is not. And it, it should it's, be obvious which one is replicable, well, right? I, I think at the same time, timing-wise, those type of models of financial engineering, deal-making, uh, more of that kind of flavor makes sense for the time. I think we're maturing to a point where because once you get crowded, the Silicon Valley kind of thing can make sense for this region eventually. I think that's true. Like you need to reach a certain level of parity. Yes. Right. Like and once once parity has been achieved, I think we're heading there. Yeah, and that's that's true. Like once parity has been achieved, then the differentiation. So that maybe that's a better way of putting it. Right. Yeah. At a certain level of maturity yeah. development. Yeah. The differentiating factor is capital. Yes. Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very good point. Yeah. And then that's a good and, way then, of putting and it. then but but then once like once everyone reaches like an approximate yeah uh, par yeah of capital. Then the differentiating factor also becomes talent. Yeah. And, and, you know. So that was my question to you earlier. Is it better to be a builder or an investor? I think if you have that insight of the investor and the access to the network kind of makes sense. I think as a builder, if you could take that narrative, I think we're at the point where you could, it's beyond those kind of uh, capital making difference. You do have to do that beyond more now. Because there is a lot of money in it. I would. I, that's, I mean, we're, I think we're heading there. For, for, yeah, I, I, agree. Think, I, I think if you invest now, because it's not as clear now. I, it's right? not as clear. It's not as clear. So, which, I, which to me, now that's the time to hit. That I, okay, I agree. Mm, yes, yes, I agree with you. 
that's where we're going. I don't know if now timing is, is the timing. best time. You swing and you're gonna, you might miss, but at the same time, it speaks to long term. I think that it's if it's perceived to be too early now, and then most people think that you do it now, but you have to be able to dig in because you might, you might be, you might miss it for the first five years. Right? Well, and then this is this is this is a part of it because I do do I do like angel investing on the side. Yeah, right? correct. And I, and I find that like within all of the companies that I angel invest in, timing, huh? No, founder grit. Ah, correct. Okay, because you can't control timing. I unless, mean, unless it's luck and you hit it. Right? But yeah. you can't. You, yeah, you, you can't can control, control it. You, you can't control, control it. Yeah. No one is like prescient enough to be. I mean, maybe someone exists out there, but it's not me. It's not. Not. Pre- it's not I mm, okay. So that's the whole. That, I, I think the person like that method of pressing is the kingmaker idea, and that's like the whole SoftBank uh, philosophy approach, right? Like, like I, I get yeah, big may, enough, may, and then maybe I, like I, I, I force it into the wave, and like I, I build the moat so big that no, you know, my my yeah, but look at like yeah, look at like, yeah, we work, yeah, yeah. Man, you swing and miss like it's like a rocket thing, right? Like it's, yeah, it, that's why like that's why there's holes in it, right? That's yeah, why there's no, holes course, in it. Of course, yeah. of course, of course, of yeah. course. But like, but again, within the constraints of my economic circumstances, right? Yes, like yeah, I yeah, am yeah. not Masayoshi. Correct, I do right, not yeah, have yeah, access yeah. So we're the other end to of the Saudi, yes, you know, sovereign wealth fund where I can be like, hey, hey, give me like hundred million dollars and I'll deploy hundred million dollars for the capital, right? Yeah. So different, your strategy has to yeah, yeah, to yeah. fit into like where you're playing at, right? Yeah. And on, on my level, right? Like I can't control timing, nor am I smart enough. Or, or like I said, do I have enough foresight or omniscience or whatever to understand like timing? But there's one thing you can't control for, or the one thing you can like filter for yeah. is founder grit, mm. because that hedges against correct your um, timing issue. Man, that just begs the question: like, how do you define founder grit? Because it's one, a, one thing perceives one way, but like, so I think there's a couple of things, right? So I, I and I, I so I've invested, I've looked into numbers. I, I think the key here is you need to have the founder to be solving a problem that they really want to solve. Mm. Again, mm. the game that you want to play, mm. right? So some people, I see, I a see. lot of people, a lot of people do this, right? In Southeast Asia. And again, not, it's not a criticism. Maybe it is a little bit. I think they're, it is. Op- they're, opportuni- they're opportunistic. It's the noise. It's the opportunistic. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, like I'm going to start a Korean beauty company because I think <laughs> no I mean I'm just being honest I'm just you know like I can refer- which no but it like I think honestly with the timing thing it could have made sense it could I mean well, it could have worked out I'm saying it could have worked right, out right it could have it could have worked out but the thing is like the time frame for that to work out we had initially thought it was like maybe two or three years it yeah. will most likely end up being like 10 and you know there's right? a, yeah, and then the, the, the yeah. but that's the thing like if you have a founder that you invest mm. you back someone yeah. and this is like this is a problem I want to solve like yeah. I, I I'm I'm sold like you want to find someone who thinks or feels like they are solving yeah. their life work. So here, here's an even more important lesson from a, an investor standpoint, because say like Althea worked out, you might have the wrong bias in believing how great you are. Sure. Right. And the, the most important thing is to be skeptical about your success. Confirmation bias. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Sure. So, so that you would think that like, it could have been you're the right cycle, the right timing, but like it, it could have been like, it's not a wrong idea that if, if you if you missed and you swung and you missed right it's just you need more time or more money or something right sure. so it, it's an important lesson to i think to to think and do an exercise for your own portfolio whether you're building or whether you're investing is sure. that, you know yeah, you got to yeah, be aware yeah. of that right yeah. but uh, again so this uh, so i 100% agree with you and this is the other part of the equation right you need someone that obviously solving their life problems the yeah. flip side of that is you need to have someone with enough self awareness to understand the pitfalls that they might fall into yeah Right. Yeah. True. Well, that's that's so that's a very good point because there's a very fine line between 
having long-term grit and knowing that you need to quit. Correct. So, Correct. So what, what, what it's, is, it's a thin line. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a very... Do you have an very, answer for that? Or? I don't. I don't. You don't have an answer for that. Yeah. I don't. I, 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 I mean... It's, it's tricky, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's a cop-out answer, but I need like way more data points. Mm. I, don't have, I, don't, I don't have enough data points for that, right? Makes sense. You're more of the analytical guy. What does your gut say? My gut tells me that like if you're willing to stick out something long enough, eventually you'll hit something. Yeah. It's a function of time. Yeah. Right? And this is also the disconnect in incentives yeah right so for a founder like a founder obviously like their commitment is your time yeah right my commitment is my capital yeah my capital is committed once and it's done yeah right i do like i move on to the next deal i finance something else right so okay. there is no marginal cost to my capital okay i mean it's an opportunity cost yeah with a founder it's infinite marginal cost yeah so, so as a as an investor, of course, I want to find someone who doesn't care about the marginal cost of their time, and will keep plugging at it until something happens. That's a very good point. In the early stage, it's most pertinent. Correct. Now, the question then is, how in what manner do you apply that method? Concentrated bets, and then once they kind of get out of the cycle where it looks like they've cleared one inflection point, do you keep investing in that, or do you keep spreading your bets? It's both. Right, because it's it's well, portfolio. limited how much capital you have too. It depends on how much capital, okay. correct, correct. Yeah. but it's it's portfolio theory. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Por- I mean, so what the, what, the, what is your approach? The, the, fund, yeah, the fundamental That's what I'm portfolio. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, right. Yeah. So the fundamental portfolio theory is you need to have enough bets. Yes. In the like, absolute quantity, absolute number of bets out there to all you don't want all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Right. So and there's a number that probably exists, and I'm not there yet. Right. I'm not saying well, there. Uh, yeah. I mean, other more prolific investors have their own number. Based yeah. off their own edge. Right? Well, I mean, this is this is this is like Kylie and Five Hundred Startups' entire thesis. Yeah, they're like, look, I don't know who's going to win yeah. or whatever. I will invest in everyone, like literally everyone. You know, the- and then like the ones that like do well, yeah. I double down. I mean, which that- I think is like a legitimate strategy. You no, know, it, it is because it, in the world of poker and trading, that's exactly like the best of the best can pull it off. But, exactly. But I think it applies with power laws in, in investing that you're not going to be the, like it's very hard to be the best of the best. Okay. Okay. So, but where where you can make up the differences, and I think, I mean, not to be too critical of five hundred or Kylie, but like, it's branding, right? That branding allows you to raise more and spread more. But the problem is that, at what level are you having a really real relationship with you know thousands of companies? Like, I don't I, think you need to. I, yeah. So this, well, so this, that's the thing. But so, as a founder, I'm going to stay away from you. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't like it. It, it, nah, it taste, nah, doesn't taste good. I, nah, I, nah, like, nah, I'm like what? You're signaling for more money for what? Right? Okay. 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 So th- this is where we're going to get in real trouble, right? Yeah. It's bullshit. Which one? All of it. It's kabuki. It's all okay. kabuki. Uh, people, people, spray, spray and pray, or no, 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 no. Okay. Let me, angel in general. No, let, me, let me, let me, okay, let me, okay. I'll, I'll talk about it. Every VC in the world says we're more than just money, right? They're like, every, okay. Every, every, I mean, in okay. some in some version of this, they'll be like, oh, you know, I have like. You know these connections, or I can bring you A B C D Z, or I can bring you like these clients, or whatever, whatever. Okay, right? okay, right? okay. That, that 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 that's like the template for almost like all all of them. Yeah, all of them, right? And in some rare cases, that is that that's actually true. 
Yeah, correct. The, yeah. I, I, in, in, in the rare cases, in yeah. rare cases, yeah. This is not absolute P- like, power loss. Power loss, right? Yeah. We're, like we're not. We're, we're, I don't operate in the realm of absolutisms, right? Like, yeah. I understand. This, fine, fine. Okay. Right. Yeah. So point stands. There's always caveats to yeah. this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, in there, there are cases where, like, yeah, maybe you truly have like a SaaS expert, right? Yeah. Maybe this. The, maybe you this can identify person, or yeah, or maybe yeah, like a, bio, a biotech yeah. or whatever, right? But okay, in yeah. the region. This is this is uh, this applies to the region. In this region, ninety-nine percent of the time, it is just capital. Mm. Okay, yeah, it's so so so. Okay, I see capital, what you're right? Yeah. And so, I can see why you uh, think you're getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah you're getting in trouble, right? So, <laughs> how are you going to raise an LP if this is the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the reality? Yeah, yeah. I'm, bringing <laughs> my, I'm bringing on my bridges right now, right? Whatever. No, I don't think so. I, I think there's a reasonable. But so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, the name that's on your on your cap table is to a certain extent. A self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you have a sequoia, if you have a, like a whatever, right, an A to Z, if you have like a, a teal capital, it's signaling. Okay, right? it's all okay. signaling. Okay, okay. And the, the, this is a this is a this is a truth about not the truth. I mean, oh. everyone knows this, right? Yeah. Low VCs. It's kind of like all signaling. This this is the cycle of where we have developed into. But like my favorite story of VC is Don Valentine, the founder of Sequoia. Okay. Alumni of Fordham. Okay. Yeah, sure. Right? Okay. But the way he got started, why he's the grandfather of Silicon Valley was he was doing it so differently back then. Right? Sure. It's okay. when no one was doing it. I, I do think that exists. I do think you can. But the problem is it's harder now because everyone's doing it. So I, I think more or less you're correct. More yeah. or less, more or less you're correct. But I do ex- and. In terms of power laws, uh, with enough numbers over time, one in five is very possible to see in your lifetime. It's just depending on what time frame. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I, but I do think there is an element that can be very real. And it's maybe not as small. I don't know. Probability-wise, it be as small. But I think it, you know, there, there is something to it. But uh, for more or less, though, it's an accurate statement of where we are now. Yeah. yeah. The, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. That's my point, right? Yeah. So, to, to, to summarize this, right? Like, every, every VC says they're more than capital. They're not, unless you are Sequoia, or unless yeah. you're like Tomasic or whatever, and you have a certain amount of capital, brand yeah. cachet. It is just capital. Okay, for but for certain other thems, it is. Uh, I guess depending on what you're doing, could be strategic too, though. There, there are certain use cases. It's, it's signaling. All of it is signaling, right? Because you're saying capital can overcome whatever you would need then as a founder. But 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 it's, it's okay. So it's I say it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like if you have Sequoia on your cap table, right? That opens up the conversation to a mil- like every other VC in the market. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's well, that's the whole financial. That's the, I think that's um, many years ago. That was Chamath's commentary on VC and why he wanted to manage his own money. He saw the racket. Yeah, the financial so, engineering, that's the Ponzi in, scheme, That's in the right? U.S. Yeah, but here that's still true. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. That's so true. I would say so. That's so true. Which is why I think as someone yeah. that has both raised money yeah. and also like currently it deploys money. Yeah. And I think there's an opportunity to be the real player then. That's what I think. I still think so. Great. Yeah. You, need to, you need to develop like deep, deep, yes. deep yes. sector expertise which, in whatever it is you're talking about. Which, is, which it does come down to traditional Silicon Valley. Like people will say it, but they don't do it. But it is really finding the secret. Yeah, it is right. really having the edge and, yeah, like, and yeah. like having that clarity. The alpha, you yes. need to find. Yeah, you need to and, go and do yeah. the work and find yeah. the alpha. And I, I think it is possible. It's just harder now. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the thing. It's like in in the region. I think most people don't do it. 
Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I agree. I, I've met, like, again, whatever, right? I've met so many people. Yeah. Well, like, you have a conversation with them. You're just like, <laughs> dude, the amount of, yeah, for founders and investors, both sides. I've had this many times. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides they're, right? they're, all, they're all doing this to each other. They're all like, yeah, you know, they're it, all it's one making giant, each other feel good. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to use another Japanese term, it's all one giant bukkake show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, uh, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, like, and I think it'd be like one thing, like, if everyone was intellectually honest about it. Yeah. But again, you can't be intellectually. It's cog. It's cognitive dissonance, right? True. Like you can't. You can't. True. You know, you have to. You have to be able to reconcile those things with your own mind, and I think a lot of people can't or don't. Okay. Last. Last topic. Do you want to talk about Ginting or no? Sure. What do you want to talk about? Your experience. Um, I feel like economic ladders are more compressed in smaller markets like Southeast Asia, where you could somehow talk to people you wouldn't be able to normally talk about, like if you're in America. Sure. I right? agree with you. Right. So they, it kind of presents these interesting opportunities where if you make some success in say like the startup world, you can go to a big corporate like you did in Ginting. Sure. Right. And it's, it does present a rare opportunity where there's a lot of value on like, that's not like that you could take from the table, but they're not taking advantage of that. For whatever, red Again, tape, it depends, whatever. It depends, it depends on what value, what you define by value. Yeah. Well, because for your job, what you, you said, what you did digitalization, you did loyalty, you did CVC to an extent. Yeah. I think you were in a unique position, right? But I feel it's also very hard to capture. I mean, I don't know, too. I don't know. What, what is your take? Do you think you made an impact? Do you think it was material? So when you join a big organization, again, thing, again, we talked about this earlier. They were, they're like a, they have a global presence of 62,000 employees globally yeah. through affiliates and whatnot. Their, their market cap is around five to six billion USD. Depending on which entity yeah, you look at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah, if you yeah. look at the exchanges, they fluctuate, whatever, but, of course, yeah. but it's around there, right? And they, they, they're opening a casino in, in, in Las Vegas. Like you said, they have casinos around the world. Yeah. They have other, you know, other businesses that they do with the conglomerate, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. So you're joining that and you're, you're very close to the top, aren't you? Yes. Right? You're reporting to one of the... Well, currently the deputy CEO of the group. Ah, very similar to my, my old job too. Then, <laughs> Yeah, so you reported to a guy who probably is going to take over one day? Uh, at this point, the succession on that business is clear. Okay, that's clear. Okay, he so is, they figured it out. Okay, he, so. he was... I mean, it was always going to be him Yeah. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that but, guy. But even though you being that close, I, w- I would say that because I had experienced something very similar, it's very hard to make material change in that kind of organization, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is the, the, I mean, th- that's a great, qu- I, I think this is like a really, really interesting topic. And I sometimes wish I had stayed longer mm. just so I could like really flesh out or understand more. I think it's a term that depends on the dynamics. Like, so I had a very similar experience, not as big as a company globally, but maybe in Malaysia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very similar kind of family thing. But I, my situation was that I was relegated to being, eventually I was, I was on, I was off the balance sheet of the main company. And then I was taken to a private company yeah. and I kept getting pushed further away. And then there was also like other, because of the nature of the companies, which might be similar to your case, but like there's some family struggles that you, so, you yeah. can't do impact and change from my, my case. So it really depends. Like, but if yours was stable. So it, so in, in my scenario, it's an interesting, dynamic because you have we're talking about family run business yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right just to give the context so yeah context yeah context is important so gunting's problem was he never fired anyone that's kind of (laughs) nice 
I mean, good, good and bad. Good, good and, and bad. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> depends on what you're optimizing for. But yeah, it depends on what you want to what you achieve, right? Yeah, it's like the Japanese style of management theory, where like no one gets fired, you just kind of shame someone until they quit. Mm. Right? Okay, interesting. So I think structurally, and of course, again, this is a sweeping statement. So caveats and all the usual, all the usual disclaimers apply, right? Of course. It's a question of incentives. Fair enough. And okay. I like. There's one thing that I really find interesting is incentives. If you understand every single party's incentives, you can make a pretty accurate prediction. Charles Munger's mental model, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. 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 And so, and I think with any organization the size of Gintain, you have an incentive problem. Right? Oh. Well, so the incentive and the incentive problem also is, the nature of the business. Well. The, okay, so fine, fine. Core, core, core business. Core no, business, no, okay. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. Let's yeah. let's 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 contextualize this by saying, a Gentine is a monopoly in most jurisdictions, or a duopoly, or yeah, correct. Ola, uh, whatever. Oligopoly. 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 Sorry, yeah. Right. Oligarchy. Something else. Right. <laughs> yeah. In most of the jurisdictions that yes. it operates in, because it's a licensed uh, uh, casino operator. Casino. It's a casino. It's a yeah. casino. It's a gaming company. Once right? you get the license, you it's, pretty much monopolize. It, it's yeah. a fucking. It's a monopoly, duopoly, oligopoly, whatever. Yeah. Right. So this is where the incentive uh, misalignment happens, right? Okay. So basically, a monopoly, oligopoly, duopoly, whatever, guarantees monopoly, oligopoly profits. It's very, very hard to break that un- unless someone comes in and like goes, okay, we're going to like issue 10 new licenses. Yeah. Right. Let's use Malaysia as an example, right? This, it's the only licensed casino operator in Malaysia. Um, casino? Integrated resorts then. Yeah. Integrated I, resorts. I guess so because there are other licenses for gambling. But, but like, like of that scale. Of, of that, that scale. So you're a monopoly. Yeah. So you get monopoly profits correct and the problem with, with monopoly profits is it's un, essentially unassailable you yeah. bloat bloat and waste yeah right makes sense so what you end up with is you end up with like a lot of the people in Genting who are not there they're optimizing not for performance but for longevity of their own careers Here, here's an interesting point I, I don't think it's just necessarily a mon- monopoly thing unless you think all big corporates have a monopoly on something i mean because it's, right. a, it's a very corporate problem it's a, it's, a, it's a corporate problem i agree 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 yeah. agree i'm just saying it's probably what is it exacerbated it's exactly okay. that's exactly what i'm saying it's exacerbated because i'm taking this to a logical extreme, that's a really good right? point because some years bonuses will be smaller in other corporates there, there is this kind of fluctuation and not perfect certainty of food you know correct yeah. Yeah. correct correct right again i'm generalizing here yeah like, okay we're making yeah, yeah, some sweeping, we're making some sweeping statements for the sake of simplicity yeah okay whatever right making a point but yes, this is a problem that exists within all large organizations. Yeah. Right? At a certain point, you get so removed from the founders that the idea of adding value doesn't really occur to your day-to-day employees. That's uh, we're approaching third generation soon. I think it's, uh, it's a I lot mean, of dilution. I mean, the way it lines up is like, yeah, usually it's like third generation, but it's, it's really a function of the size and how quickly you grow. Of course, right? Of course, yeah. And, and for something like Genting, like Genting Malaysia, I want to say it's like twenty thousand people or something like that. If you include like the, the probably, res- I believe it. The resort, yeah, it's something insane. The resort, yeah. it's a huge. It's like a whole city. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That facility is like a whole city on a hill, right? So, and this is not a criticism of the family or anything. It's just like. It's incredibly easy to just lose yeah. that connection, right? Like as a founder, as an operator, right? 
like you just don't you you have a d- disconnect between like the actuality yeah and then like what you perceive because you use, you have to there's no way to operate a organization of that size without some a couple of, of different layers of intermediation yeah in between yeah. right and this is this is the problem is like even if the management and the owners have a desire to change yeah if the ground mm. level staff mm-hmm. are not bought mm-hmm. into that thesis yeah. or whatever you want to call it yeah it's not going to happen what happened to me a lot was like you know i would i would go into the meeting with the owners like it would be me the owner and then like or like the proxy of the owner yeah yeah, yeah. whatever right yeah and then like the ceo or the svp evp of whatever did and they did they professionalize ginting so the did, ceo did, 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 was did. not the family member no the ceo is a family but they brought they brought in like okay everything around it was and so like everyone would like you go into the meeting and then everyone in the meeting would be like oh yeah 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 we'll, we'll, do, it, we'll do it we'll do it that's a great <laughs> idea blah, 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 blah. And then as soon as the owner or whoever leaves so it's, it's almost like a, what, a Game of Thrones after that, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's fiefdoms. It's which, all their own little individual fiefdoms, right? Which is pretty wild because... I mean, I, I've seen this happen where if the owner cares enough about something, he keeps personally chasing it. Correct. And, and it makes a really weird cycle below, though. Yeah. It's this weird, like, pass-off, hand-off fight, like, like do as much, like, little work as possible... But until someone is forced to step up and do it, because that only if the owner cares. But the problem is the owner also has so many things that you only have going so much on bandwidth, their, uh, bandwidth, yeah, but also things going on in their life, whether they're engaged or not. Right? Yeah, there could be so many things. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like yeah. I mean, first of all, it's like yeah. Does the owner even care? Yeah. And let's be honest with a lot of these like second gen, second gen, third gen family businesses. Sometimes they don't care. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. And then that's where it falls apart. Yeah. Correct. Right. I think that's kind of like my theory about like the 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 continuity of like these family style businesses is like how much does that generate does the preceding generation actually care well the point's fragile yeah Yeah. what's what's fragile these businesses oh yeah okay that's interesting it's it's more fragile than people think well it's more it's more possible that they don't see them people eating their lunch under the nose it's fragile it's fragile right yeah like you're like oh you know i have like a 40 billion ringgit market cap and I'm the monopoly but well that's fascinating it's fragile well let's let's look at the like my my, my Shopee story I wanted to change something so simple in operational process but I couldn't that, that's the exact same systematic problem but the problem well that, what's interesting is that they were able to flip it around and innovate by adding a new arm of e-commerce to their sure. core business of gaming right sure but this yeah. is so I agree with you. so this, this is my theory about Chinese so this extends to my, my theory about Chinese businesses right yeah it's like these businesses thrive as long as the owner operator is engaged. Oh, you're essentially what you're talking about is founder like companies. Correct. Right? It doesn't mean founder. Sometimes, I mean, in multi generation. Owner engaged. Owner, owner operator has to be engaged. I'm for more recent companies within two decades, like founder model works, at least in the US perspective, founder works really well. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. So in the US, it's the founder. But like in some, in some of these like older legacy business, it's like this, it's a son of the founder. Well, well to be fair, certain, certain uh, founders, so like they, they've done it in a very traditional approach where like it's multi decade. It ta- like it takes time to build market cap. Sure. 
right? So they, they kind of built that first layer. And sometimes, sometimes it is the next generation that takes it to like the global scale, right? So yes, that, but that the, is, but my yeah. point is they're engaged. Yeah, it's yeah, the, the owner the and the operator. Yes. So maybe yeah. found, like I said, owner I see what operator. you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, the yeah. owner operator needs to be engaged. And soon, and, and this is my thesis for all of these companies, is as soon as the owner operators are no longer engaged, that's where it falls apart. We've well, got to qualify engaged too. They care. You could, well, you could care, but you have to be good at it too, right? There has to be some level of competence. No, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and this is this is my entire theory about like why Chinese companies are okay. in, in problem are, are kind in, of in trouble, in trouble. Then. because the, what the CCP has done is they've systematically gone and re- removed all of the okay. founder or owner, whatever, whatever term one is, owner operators that started the business and replaced them is, with like are they puppets? Yeah. What is that? What okay? Extend that into the future then. What China loses competitive? What, what does that mean? Because look, there, there, there's also like there's two separate passive theories here of, of the, how the world shapes out: De- decoupled or further globalized. And you know, China well, needs think, to further globalize. They need it for the for their their so engine. America, we're, we're moving towards decoupled. We're moving towards a decoupled ecosystem. Well, to, okay, more more or less, it's been kind of like that actually for as long as we no, know. No, 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 for 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 many years. Well, well we're talking. I'm talking about China having a firewall. And having their own, like when you go to China, it, yeah, 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 like yeah. to me, nothing makes sense anymore. Like anything I need, I can't access, right? So in in China, yes, and China has always been this idiosyncratic, yeah. um, and it's big enough to do that geography. And, and this is this is the key; it's big enough to do that. But in America, for ever since the opening of China, which is Nixon, so that was like what 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, the the prevailing theory was economic openness would lead to political openness right on the political Correct. spectrum it's yeah uh, economic sorry li- liberal markets open, exactly, open yeah, markets exactly. let, me, to let, right. me, yeah. let me phrase economic liberalism would lead to political liberalism which is in, in a sense we're saying globalization maybe yeah, i don't know about that, but but that, that that was a fundamentally flawed assumption right because what china did was they liberalized economically but they went the other way politically they clamped down well, I, I think it's, okay, and a good example of what you're saying is to look at Singapore, because they're a very interesting case where it's highly authoritative, where it's also extremely liberal markets, low taxes, yeah, free hands, but if you look on the back end, the sovereign wealth fund almost owns the whole index of the stock market, which means they get the, the returns of these. So it's socialist and not socialist at the same time, right? So like you could have these kind of interesting models where they're, they're, they're it's like China right you have m- more it's it's not so much like black and white I think right? I think it's a, I think it's about how you define socialism yeah right because like for me socialism is like planned economy right like the centralized government tells you oi, you need to produce like ten thousand iPhones that's, that's communist right socialism is just having social programs that are the state pays for. Yeah, but then every country socialist to a certain extent. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Which people don't realize. That's my yeah, point. Yeah, that's they don't realize that a lot. A lot of like the economies are more like people railing on socialism, but you don't realize everything you like have is probably like there's a lot of social aspects to you. Sure. Your economy, yeah, right? yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. But yeah, I guess yeah. So, some some states less so. Some states more so. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's it's a spectrum. Yeah. of this yeah. right, and so um, the point the point is tie, tying it back to owner owner led. Owner led, I think it's yeah. all about engagement, yeah. right? As soon as soon as like the founders or the owners, the owners are no longer engaged. Yeah. Then what happens is, yeah, at least in the U.S., the pressures of the capital market take over, right? 
Okay. And that's and and so this is both the strength and the weakness of the Chinese model. Yeah. So the Chinese model, the core strength is like the CCP has a plan yeah. to become the next global power. So for those who are interested, you should read Ashley Graham's book Hundred Year yeah. uh, Marathon. Yeah. Which is essentially like lays out what the CCP's plan over the last hundred years to be the next global yeah, but their, their plan is to keep doing it in an authoritative manner right but it, it perpetuation of their power right it, I, which to me i think the solution is to actually open up further i i just well i mean because look look uh, the, the america people think they're actually free but they're not the, america solves chi- the problems that china solves but in a very different way you just don't realize it right sure, sure, uh, right sure. it's 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 not it's not too much different from each other right yes and no yes and no yeah, I, I, of course of course of course of course on a like on a daily personal level no right. uh i don't know i i, I, dis- uh, I think i think I, I, I disagree with you i disagree, disagree? I, this is why i disagree with you right like oh, p- power is power man <laughs> it's just what you see what you power, don't see okay so this is an interesting point right power i agree with you power is power and everyone says not everyone but the the, the traditional truism was that the u.s president is the most powerful man in the world i think that's no longer true i think xi jinping is the most powerful man in the world. Good point. Not because China is more powerful than the U.S., but because China has levels of parity with the U.S., but coupled with the fact that Xi Jinping has almost complete, or on the surface, complete control of China. In and that, that yeah. gives him true power. I'll give you an example. Okay. Give you an example. So, everyone is all gung-ho about digital wallets and cashless economy, right? Yeah. What they fail to realize is that this is a form of governmental control. Right? Cashless? Cashless. Right? Okay. Because let's say... Let, like not, not crypto. We're talking wallets, though. Wallets. wallets. Not crypto. Yeah. Not crypto. Wallets. Crypto decentralized is the It would be um, the um, opposite. Yeah. We're back to our monthly yeah. 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 company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're not, we're not talking I think it's still related, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 one point at a time. Yeah. So what people don't realize is like in a true digital cashless economy right like in china everything is conducted all, all transact most majority of transactions are conducted over like wechat and, and or alipay and yeah. which and tencent and alibaba at this point are extensions of the chinese the ccp the extensions of the ccp right i yeah I, I would like i mean we can get into that later but i guess yeah okay fine let's like for this for this argument's sake let's just say yes they, yeah. they are extensions okay yeah. fine so let's say, for example, like you were a political dissident. This is a true story. And you're on the, the political dissident list of, of, of whatever, right? Because they have full, there's no data privacy. They have full transparency into who you are, right? It's not like, you know, uh, GDP equivalent in China. Yeah. The government knows who you are and the transactions that you're making. And because like everything is transacted over a digital platform, they can lock you out. And they have locked people out. Like if you're on the political dissident list, like and if you're in like Xinjiang per se, and you want to leave Xinjiang, you can't. Because how are you gonna get how are you gonna get a ticket? Bus tickets are transacted over WeChat. I, I, Train tickets and transacted over WeChat. Even getting a cab is transacted over WeChat. So unless you find someone who can get you like a horse and buggy and like fucking buggy you out. Yeah. It's pure. It's okay. full lockdown. I would I would say like it's harder in the U.S. But if the government really wanted to, they can have the same effect. It's just more work. I think the difference with the U.S. is like 
they can't do it it's, now. It's not there'll be too much of a political backlash. Okay. Right. Whereas like the well, Chinese have like, for whatever reason, right? They, this is this is already what's in place. Yeah. Right. And they've made a deal. The Chinese have made it a deal. It's a social contract. It's yes. a, exactly. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So they made a deal. They're like, look, <laughs> I'm willing to give up certain personal freedoms for economic prosperity. And to me, like the most interesting point to that. A lot of like what culture manifests in China now today is tied back to what happened with the Cultural Revolution. I, I think that that whole period of wiping out and lost, where do you cling to? Consumerism was the only answer. Yeah. Right. And and that's what they're they, they like what you see it now. What manifests now is as like that's all they have in their contract. You, yeah, and yeah. you got to keep feeding that monster. Exactly. And this this is this is this weakness of the system, right? Yeah. The entire system is predicated on, on economic growth. Yeah, and, and as soon as economic growth stops or yeah. stagnates, you have an issue. Yeah, I think right? this is a well-known, uh, this is, this is a well-known well idea. Yeah, yeah no. this is a well-known idea, right? No. Uh, again, no, there's no novel concepts, right? But this is also where the Chinese demographic issue comes in, right? Yeah, like they're they're an aging population. One child has well, had unintended now, now, now no more policy anymore, right? They, they but, went, but but this, yeah. but it's already, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, yeah, it's too, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. late. It's too late. I'm, a, I'm a product of one-child policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. My parents yeah. didn't have more kids because of yeah. this particular yeah. specific okay. policy, right? Yeah. But it's too late. Now yeah. it's a question of management. How do you manage yeah. this, this problem? And this is like, so for all the uh, uh, like pro, like China, the xenophiles, right? Yeah. These are, this is like my counter argument. It's like one, well, two or three things, right? One, you have a huge demographic popul- problem that's coming up, right? The CCP knows this. See, and they, they know this. The yeah, CCP, they know this. They're yeah, not yeah, stupid, yeah. right? Yeah. Two, you've removed all the owner operators of your past companies and you replaced them with technocrats. Yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with technocrats. They can keep, they keep the machine. Yeah. But it's 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 like the Steve Jobs versus. Uh, well, it's current currently Apple. What you see now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Apple is the template for this, right? Yeah. Uh, what's a what's a guy's name again? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Tim. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Yeah. Steve Jobs is Tim Cook. Yeah. Right. Tim Cook is a brilliant CEO. Great guy. But he's just clear, I mean, he's 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 not Steve inno- Jobs though. He's not Steve Jobs. The yeah. innovate like the foundations of Apple were laid by Steve Jobs, and yeah. he's just capitalizing on that. Engaged owners. Exactly. Yeah. Engaged owners, right? Yeah. And this is the problem. You've removed your engaged owners in China and replaced them with Tim Cooks. Yeah. So sure, maybe you will have like you have some 10 to yeah. 15 years of like uh, even longer maybe. astronomical I mean yeah. Apple is the most valuable company in the world astronomical yeah. growth yeah. but then what then what yeah. next yeah and that's where it falls apart right well that that's why it, it points to the whole point that you need to transition your your zeitgeist and your belief to definite optimism you need to you, that's why you need to go to the moon why you need to build the yeah, moon base yeah, you yeah. need you need to plan your future exactly and believe in and and that's and, and then of course they support it right exactly okay okay let, let's let's be let's be fair and nuanced and what what's the criticism of the west right well i think the okay so okay we, we went from like a gunting that's true, yeah, family, yeah, yeah. Uh, analysis like the west is like it's messy yeah it's 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 messy and like Certain things are optimized. So the critical weakness of the West is it's by definition optimized for either annual cycles or four-year cycles. So one is business yeah. and one is political. Yeah. Right. And and this is the crux of the problem is like 
long-term planning is difficult in the West because the most you can get is like eight years as president. Well, and, and, the, and the crux of that engine was uh, indefinite optimism. You're, you're being positive to nothing. So yeah. you're just like consuming and building toward, but like you think it's going to last forever. But the problem is it's not going to last forever. And China's proving that, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So, so I think it, it's it's heading to a point where that that needs to change, and and it's hard to hard to change though because of where we are, right, and how things were built. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I mean that, I mean, that's that's the point, right? It's like all these scenarios, right? It's like there's no one size fit all solution. It has to be tailored. Right? Yeah. Correct. And it's like yeah, like like Ginting, like yeah, yeah. So going going back to Ginting. Yeah. Either the founder has to be engaged or you have to build enough of a robust system to survive a couple of generations of people who don't give a shit. Well, let, let me talk about the shopping method then. Uh, why doesn't Ginting, why don't you treat Ginting as LP? And why, why can't they just spin it off and just uh, use that capital to innovate then for putting it somewhere else? They, they, they let the machine be. They do. They do, right? to, they do to a certain extent. Does it work? Or is it still tied back to this weird legacy thing where they're still getting stuck in bureaucracy and red tape and it's hard. I think it is. A, I think there is some viability in that. It just depends how it's executed. It has to be coming from the top, right? Yeah. Well, it's hard though when, it's you, have, hard. when you have when you have everything. It's hard. But this, so this goes back into like my broader theory of like you need to suffer in life. You know, I, I think you can manufacturing it. I'll give you the counter the counter argument because. I know a similar profile who really wants it and he's manufactured himself. Like he tells himself crazy stories to, to make him work harder and to, and of course it's something you only, he only realized in his older age. Um, I, I won't say who, but uh, similar status, similar position, family business. But um, problem was the politics. He couldn't get past it. So his solution was to remove himself from it. Right. But that's a cop but, out. But he, but he cares. It's, 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 Ooh, it's hard. It's hard it's when you're hard. fighting. When you're fighting, and you have to kill your own family members, and you have to, you know, it's suffering. Some Machiavellian stuff. You need to suffer. You need to fucking suffer. And to be fair, it's it's well, it's because it's not that you probably couldn't do it, but like how brutal you want to be with your family. It is easier to remove yourself. What if you're doing well, and what if you are successful? Okay, the, the example would be Anthony Tan, right? He, he was supposed to be just some mid-level employee in, in Tanchong. Maybe I don't know. If he was, I don't know where he was on the, on the food chain to take over, but but like that—that's what I heard. Uh, the, Pretty the, low on, yeah. on the street, yeah, right. Oh, and then, from yeah. Saying, yeah. But then, guess what? Right? Then like, he removed himself from it, and then found his own success, right? But the suffering—I don't know if there was their suffering. <laughs> <laughs> suffering, suffering, suffering is relative, right? It's very, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, suffering, fair. suffering, suffering there, is relative. For, okay, in in that position of that framework, that mine, in the early days, it's probably very scary then, right? For your because say you're that uh, you know you're from a family business, what you care about is reputation, what the people believe about you and how they feel about you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I guess you taking that risk is very scary, and, and I guess you're right. That's relative suffering, I guess. It's well, it's relative yeah. suffering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean. And, and it's very real. It's very real for those people. Like, just like how our first world problems being middle class is very real for us. Whereas, you know, someone on a different ladder would be just laughing at us saying, you know, you know fuck you, you're not starving. No, it's true. Look, right? look, look, you, yeah. you, you, you're, right, you're right. All problems are relative, yeah. right? But I think it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 a, strange con- it's a strange construct. I, yeah. came, I came into that because like... It's because we don't, we don't feel it. You but don't feel it. If yeah. you're born into it, it'd be very normal. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? Like I can't. That's why. Yeah, that's I can't what's, speak to it because correct. I've never been there. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. I don't exist 
in a world. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. No, I, I disagree. I disagree. Like you and I exist in a world where people's opinion of us matter just as much. I guess you know. It's a good point. Like where we are, uh, actually, for a lot of our peers, and they they buy into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but like, 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 look, look, look. We all like everyone has a boss at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah, sure. Like, I have sure. a boss. People have LPs, and I got a boss at home. Yeah, you got a boss at home. <laughs> yeah, you have a boss, right? And it's. I think it's about how like you contextualize. It's how much importance, uh, import, uh, importance you put onto to that particular problem. Yeah. Right, and like. And I think that's like where a lot of people fall down is like they get too preoccupied with the appearances as opposed to the actual substance. Yes. Yes. And this is especially yes. true. This is especially true. It's in, hard to fight tech. Man. It's, it's hard to fight. Tech. Yeah, yes. It's hard to fight. Sorry. I mean, this like, I mean, tech has a long and, you know, like very full graveyard of companies who have fallen into this exact problem. Our story is, man, no one knows the companies we're talking, like, living social, social living, living social. Well, like, 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 no, 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 no one knows these. No, like, we work. We work, yeah, that's a good Theranos. point. Theranos. Yeah, yeah, These yeah, are yeah. big, pro- these are big companies, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, lots they, of money. Lots of money, huge, like, just, like, I mean, we work is like, what, like, billions, man. 14 billion in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sharehold, like, of actual cash is evaporated. Yeah. And all because of just, like, perceptions. Yeah, yeah, right. That was signaling on steroids, man. Yeah, same. Theranos, Theranos was like four, five, whatever the latest, whatever the last round was at. It was just yeah, just gone into the ether because of this this notion of like. Yeah. What was the point, right? We're talking about perception from the family business side, from our own side. So we're we're bound to it as well. I think again, this goes back to the like, what game do you want to play? Yeah, okay. And there there is a very valid game to buying into it, and some people play it really well. Yeah. Right? And you can keep churning on brand names and even if you're not really creating value, you still can get ahead. Correct. Right. I mean and yeah. and and the yeah. indus- every every industry yeah. is full of replete. Yeah. With examples of this, right? And yeah. I, but for me, you know, and part of it is just a function of my my background. I don't have the privilege of just like getting by on a family name. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, you have yeah. to create actual value. I don't know. Maybe more of a romantic. I want to. I want to make the real value. The same. Right. I don't, but this goes back to the point. It's like I don't think it matters what your motivations are. Yeah. It's about what it is that you actually do. Right? Yeah. So whether it's charity or nonprofit or creating actual value at the end of the day, if you're creating value, I don't think it's that important what your motivations yeah. are well I still go back to the, the Jesuit teaching I do think you get really fulfilled when you serve others in a sense you're serving yourself at the end of the day but but that's my point yeah. I agree agree yeah. but like serving yourself is an extension or serving others yeah, is an extension serving, serving yourself. yourself yes and we talked about the moral parts about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah fair fair enough okay you want to close on anything for Ginting your, your time there your experience any reflections any advice I mean, who who am I to give advice to someone like that, right? I think like, well, someone wanting to work in that environment or thinking they can make change or maybe they want to engage with business. Maybe they want to use them as an LP. 
right? There's something to be said. The, but, the, but but those are those are engagement at different levels. Yeah, so exactly. Actually, okay, fair, fair actually, so actually, the story is I was one of 500 startups first LPs via Genting in in Malaysia in Southeast Asia. Which one? Durians. Oh, 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 500 is. Oh, okay. 500, 500. Oh, the first LP was from Ginting. One of the first. One of the okay, first. okay. And it might have been fun too. I don't, again, it's been a while, so the hazy yeah. details, right? So Ginting was. Which is in the context of 500 startups, which is the Asia owner, I guess, is Kylie. Uh, yeah. Based in Malaysia. Uh, his fund is one of the best funds. Like, so he raised a separate fund. It's fun too. I think it was, I think yeah. it's 500. For Southeast Asia. Durians fund too. Which yeah. is, yeah, for Southeast Asia investment under 500 brand name. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, and the LP so, was Ginting. One of the one of the well, LPs earliest. Uh, earliest. I, I mean, so we invested three million at the time, and the total the the raise was ten. Mm, okay. So it was an anchor. Yeah, we were an anchor LP. Right? Okay, so three out of ten is an anchor. Okay, that's a, that's interesting. That's a, that's I think it's a good sizable yeah, amount. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's a micro fund, but of course, relative of course. speaking, it was, it was a lot, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so then what, what do you want to talk about for the last topic? Anything you want to, any specific topic you want to talk about? Do you want to plug anything? What, what do you want to talk about? Last thing to close up. Talk about magic? Yeah, let's talk about magic. Talk about magic, yeah. You, you have been an avid Magic the Gathering player. And Magic has been rated by uh, academics as one of the hardest games in the world to play, right? It's, it's, not, it's not really a closed game. A closed game is like chess or like poker. It's finite. Correct. Right. There, there's there's very clear probabilities and outcomes. Correct. But correct. with magic, I think it's not closed. I mean, I guess theoretically it's closed, right? No. No? Because there's a huge element of R and Jesus. Is it? Oh, because your draws. Okay. Okay. Because you don't know. Okay. Because chess is it's, it's, deterministic. Yeah, yeah. You can theoretically like map out every single possible outcome in chess. Right. It's mm, a lot less variables that are known. The thing with magic is, in theory, though, there is a. F- so for a given set that doesn't change, that is finite. But the problem is the combination. You don't know what's bringing to the board, which makes it exactly. humanistically you very hard. You don't know what's going to be. Yeah. That's the point. It's like, yeah. yeah, chess is there is no RNG. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like It's, it's, it's combination of memorization, uh, preparation. Yeah. And then once you don't know it, then, then, then skill, right? Yeah. Well, chess is, that's the thing. Chess is like theoretically a solvable game. Yeah. Right? If, you have, if it had enough compute power, you could at any point in time uh, project the optimal place. Correct. Yes, chess, yes, 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 right? yes. Yeah. Whereas magic, because there's that component of RNG, yeah. y- you don't know. For, for our listeners, maybe you should explain what is magic then. So Magic the Gathering is a colorful card game that was created in the 1980s by this guy called Richard Garfield. And you actually know the history. Wow. Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> and it is essentially a game where you take a, in most formats, you take a limited set of cards create a deck and then you play against another opponent to achieve a determined set of outcomes for well, win conditions. What what happens is you 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 have 20 life points. Correct. And then and you, you try to reduce you, the other. You're to, yeah, you try in, to, in most cases there are other yeah. win conditions in the game That's that true. are not related That's to true. life total. Some of my favorite what, some yeah. of my favorite decks. Which is what I'm saying <laughs> within a certain parameter of win conditions. Yeah. But yes, generally speaking you basically, it's like Pokemon or whatever, right? Yeah. You play creatures, you try and reduce the other guy to 20, yeah. to, from 20 to zero points in life. Why did you get into magic? Because be, I, mean, I think you were exposed growing up in, in the Midwest. Yeah. I, I mean, you were exposed, but you weren't 
You actually did play, actually, growing up, I played, right? I played you played. I played. You were a player. I played. I was a player. I was a player. Which, okay, at the time, so say for uh, American 90s culture. Very uncool. You were not a cool kid if you played Magic. I, I bought the cards. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I think I played, like, maybe a few games. I had no clue what I was doing. And then I just kept them as because they're pretty. <laughs> Which is, I think, a lot of people, like, when they're young true. at that age, right? True, true. But then the other camp is the hardcore competitors. People going to competitions. Yeah, that, that was you. I like Magic. Because I think magic, like all games or many games, is a analogy, extended analogy yeah. for life. And you're, and, and the context is that you are actually also a gamer. Yeah, I was a you gamer. like playing games, yeah, uh, whether it be board games, video games, yeah, card yeah, games. Correct, correct, yeah. correct, correct. So the reason I like the game, and maybe this is a bit of retroactivism, but whatever, right? That's fine. Is it's very similar to life, right? You the way are, you view life. <laughs> Well, let me explain. You, okay. you you get a you're dealt a set of okay. cards, yeah, right. That's true. And then you are given a set of constraints and rules, and you try to optimize a win condition based off what you are dealt. So it's a it's a puzzle. You know, it's actually a pretty good analogy to life because also if you have money, you could buy all the cards. Correct. It's and a then very you could, then and then you and could they, build the way your life wants to be. But you still need to have skill. Because even if you have all the money yeah. and you're terrible at the game, yeah. you won't get anywhere. Yeah, you know, and that's why I only love. That's why I always loved financial markets when I first started doing my work because it's about performance, meritocracy. Yeah. Like in theory, in the financial markets, if you had the skill, if you're one of those rare people, you can make money doing trades. Right? Correct. The same thing, like you know, if you're good at life, you have skills. You can probably make something of your life. Yeah, correct, correct. So I mean, I think the great thing about magic is, yeah, there's definitely. It is, so to, for those who don't don't know, like. You're basically trying to make the optimal combination of cards out of like a set of like 1,000 to 2,000 different cards, right? And so yeah. in many ways, there are allegories to life where basically, like, again, you're dealt a certain hand and you're trying to like make the optimal outcome, yeah. right? So it is a little bit of a simulation mm-hmm. for, for, for whatever everyone goes through. And the other great part about it is like, again, like life, it's very much a game where you play your opponent. And it's very interesting because it is very similar to life in the fact that there are certain data points you have when you meet someone new. Correct. Right? How Correct. they talk, How they where talk. they come from, when yeah. they went to school, who yeah. they associate, what are they driving, what How are they wearing? Yeah, exactly. How did you meet yeah, them? Exactly. Right. So you kind of have these data points and you're trying to kind of I mean it depends it depends on what the goals are with this you know interaction, whether it be social, business, whatever. But you're, you're trying to use these data points to optimize on a certain outcome. Correct. Having fun, getting a, a business deal done. Getting a win or whatever. Get, yeah, yeah, right? Getting That's a win or you want to fight them, right? Yeah, correct. You're competing with them, right? And then, you know, those are the cards dealt. They may have maybe some better cards than you. But maybe you could, you know, still out-strategize them yeah. if they make a mistake. Be a skill yeah. Yeah, or skill. bluff yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah. skills, bluff is yeah. skill, right? Exactly. Correct, 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 correct. And it's like... In, the reason I like it, again, like all games, it's a puzzle. Yeah. Right? Like you have certain variables that you can leverage and it's about like what is the optimal path? And, and, and at the end of the day, if you try to really break it down, like I think I'm an optimizer, right? I think like one thing that I'm really good at Your superpower is optimizing. Is I can understand like a framework of rules. Yeah. I'm very quick at picking up what the rules are to a, a game and not just like an actual game but like the game of life 
understanding like what are the triggers and then finding like an optimal path to that you know i'm looking at your 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 your, your work history and i think it speaks to that right you you can navigate and there's certain people who can just navigate that very well yeah which is really understanding the context and it's a combination of iq and eq yeah exactly. and synthesizing that to optimize answers where you know i think in the case of rocket you know there's kind of a set plan and path you got to execute and the dynamics then is just playing the people in between it correct uh, Ginting is probably a very different example, right? You, no, but Ginting was all people. It was all people too. It, it yeah. was like it was almost the inverse because Ginting at the end of the day, the ideas were never that novel. Yeah. It was all yeah. how you can sell your ideas. Correct. Right? Yeah, and yeah, how yeah. do you manip for lack of better words, manipulate yeah, someone yeah. into doing the thing that you want them to do? I think it's interesting then. When you're building a Korean beauty startup, how do those skills apply? It's a combination. It's a, it's an exercise in all of them. Yeah, which is Okay, so between the three of these kind of major experiences, which was appealed to you the best then? I mean, I think Althea, mostly because that was the one where you had like a sense of ownership. As yeah. an owner. Yeah, as, as an owner. By default, you, you care more because... Yeah. And it's interesting, the cards you're dealt with, Althea, are... It's, uh, it's more precarious. It's, it's more of a, you know... It's high-risk, it's, high-reward. Yeah, exactly. High-risk, high-reward, yeah. right? But, it's, but again, this yeah. is back to the game of life, right? Yeah. And magic is the same way, right? You, yeah. make a, you make a deck and you draw seven cards. And the first decision you make in the game is like, are these the seven cards you want to play? Yes, or do you want to... Or do you want to like reset? Try, yeah. But then there's a consequence to resetting. Yes. Right? Yeah. And in, in, that, in, that, in that perspective, it's, it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point in life. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. People always think they're stuck in their boxes, but what they don't realize is that there's always, you know, between two options, there's always a third option. Correct. Don't do any of the two. Yeah. Do something else. Do something else. Yeah, yeah. It's, right? it's, it's exactly yeah. that's exact. Yeah. That's exactly the point, right? Yeah. And then, like again, so the the other part that I really enjoy about the game is like you play your opponent, and as someone that I played Magic with, you understand this very much, right? Like I feel like yes, fifty percent of the game. Is understanding what your opponent wants. Psychology, to do. And, psychology, and, and then knowing them, yeah, and gamesmanship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah, yeah, yeah. just basically like fucking the up mentally, yeah. And it's ultimately at the end of the day, right? I think it's a, it's a question of mastery, yeah, right? It's solving a problem given a finite set of constraints, somewhat finite, somewhat, somewhat. Because yeah, there correct. there is an element where you don't. There's a lot of very variability. Like you, for example, that because of uh, t- typically speaking for magic, you have sixty cards. Correct. Yeah. Right, and then you're drawing seven. But for all you know, you you could draw none of the cards you would ever need. Yeah, it could be crap. Yeah, you just draw yeah. a bunch of crap, and yeah. then you're stuck with it, right? Yeah. But again, uh, to go back to the point, it's an allegory for life. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like maybe yeah. you have the right tools. But maybe by happenstance, you don't get any of the ones that you actually want at that yeah. point in time, and kind of have to like figure out, yeah, how to optimize, to, how to optimize, and make your way through it. And and that sometimes is just cutting your losses and then playing another game. Yeah, sometimes, right? sometimes, yeah, that's true. Sometimes just yeah. give up and be like, yeah. you know what, you take that one, and I'll play the next game. Other times, it's bluffing your way through it. Correct. Surprising the opponent. Being scrappy, then still coming out on top somehow, right? correct? Or yeah. outmaneuvering them, or yeah. And I can see why that brings you a lot of satisfaction, right? Because yeah. because it, it takes some type. There is some amount of skill combined with the luck, which is like real life, right? Well, yeah, correct. It's a, it's a it's an element. I mean, so like all like all games and all sports, right? Yeah. What makes them exciting is there's an element of the unknown. Like if everything was was truly deterministic. Yeah, no one would watch any sports because <laughs> you, if you knew the winners, you would never watch the NBA, right? Because they just be which like, is ironic for the more closed games. Like, 
I think that was Bobby Fischer's greatest commentary on chess is why he, he said he hated it in his late, late days no. because it was pretty much definite. Correct. He, he would still love it and want to promote it, but he still hated it at the same time. Correct. So, I mean, because like, I think if you really think about chess, and especially with all the AI and computer comp- compute power, like this is my point. If you, you extrapolate yeah, out yeah, the moves yeah, enough, and you yeah. had enough compute, yeah, it's a solved yeah. game. I mean, like, it, luckily for a human, it's not to the point where it's that well known. There is still some kind of element that's interesting, especially when you put it with you know a social aspect with chess these days. It's more popular, right? Correct. But but at the same time, you know, I think his point does still stand that it, more so than the game of chess, where there's this element, or even sports. There's more elements of the unknown where, like, underdogs winning. That's why people love those yeah, things, it's right? A, it's, yeah, it's it's the unexpected. Yeah, right. The unexpected. And and again, that's it's just it, I keep my mind like, that's what life is. Yeah. Right. Like you have uh, you have the cards that you're dealt with, and you have to play them, and depending on your skill, yeah, maybe you'll win, maybe you'll lose. Then why why do you love gaming then? You love this game, but so why, gaming. How, yeah. So traditionally, gaming for me has always been the element of control. Mm, interesting, right? So you realize that about yourself, then? I realize myself. Like my favorite games have always been like strategy games or RPGs. Yeah, not not like first shooter physical games. Not, yeah. yeah, but the, I mean, the actually the same principles apply, right? That's actually true, though. I, I think yeah, because mastery. Yeah, is, if you take, yeah, if you take any mastery to a level, it honestly it, there's a lot of converged convergence. It, exactly, there's a lot of convergence. It's, it's control. Yeah. Mastery is a like how. So there's different manifestations of mastery, but ultimately what mastery comes down to is an element or an idea of control. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I never thought of it that way, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. And so for it's a game like Civilization. Uh, explain that for people who don't know. Civilization is a strategy like, game. It's a, it's a strategy game with build empires where you build empires. So and then you, you have to fight other one empires. One of like 60 historical civilizations, like the Chinese, the Americans, the French, the Germans, yeah. the Indonesians, whatever. You see how your civilization develops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, obviously you have different advantages and disadvantages based off of which civilization you choose. Civilization, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you try to find the optimal path, right? Yeah. So it's a giant puzzle. Right, at the end yeah. of the day, it's a giant puzzle. You're trying yeah. to solve the puzzle, yeah. right, and trying to apply yeah. your framework to the puzzle and figure out what is the optimal path. Yeah, and which is essentially the same thing as investing. Yes, that's a good point. Right, you have a, you have a framework, you have your constraints, yeah. and then you're trying to figure out like, okay, you know, and then of course things come up and unexpected things. But you know, yeah. if I do this and I do this and I do this, then what is my optimal path and how yeah. do I get there? So I guess in my, in my case, because you made this comment the other day, is that uh, this type of podcasting leads to a natural fit towards some form of investing, possibly, right? Like, well, yes, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So do, is that because of an observation of you see what me doing, or do you think of my personality, or am I fighting against something that I shouldn't be fighting against? I think it's about okay. So I mean, it depends on the type of investing, and this is a very important caveat, right? Yeah. Early stage investing is all about understanding the person. Yeah. I, I I I don't I feel like I don't need to really elaborate on that because I think that's there's enough yeah. con- yeah, there's, there's like a, plenty of content like, for there's that. There's plenty of there's plenty yeah. of articles, who, videos, to, yeah, content, yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Google like Naval Ravikant and listen yeah. to shit, and yeah. he, he'll talk like for way more succinctly and you know, eloquently than I ever will. Right? Yeah. But let's say like if you're going like this format, right? I feel like this format is optimized for understanding a person's motivations. Mm, yeah. And, everything right and i and i think like i said like when i go back to what are my heuristics mm. for investing in early stage companies that's a good again, point early stage companies it's about motivations motivations what um, is your life work 
founder grit founder grit yeah. it's great like right yeah. is this like is this a problem that you truly care about or are you just doing it because you think you can make some money out of it mm. right and so like that filter is a pretty big filter right? i mean there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a couple of filters yeah, that yeah. Are built there. like obviously like the business have to make sense right yeah like if you're like yeah. hey i'm gonna start the uber for pet walking i'd be like mm. <laughs> yeah which hey, has been done which i mean it has been done and i think with the right person it might make sense though maybe yeah. maybe maybe right? <laughs> i still believe in pets for the region <laughs> okay 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 fine, fine. Me, that's me, not good average, let me but, yeah. let me rephrase like yeah. i want to start an uber for just like chocolate milkshakes okay like, fine, yeah. only okay, okay sure sure, sure fair okay 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 that, i mean that uh, clearly okay. doesn't make sense right yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, okay dude this is yeah right. so, anyway. so obviously you need to have some sort of like common sense around yeah. the actual business itself right yeah. ridiculous and then there's like a bunch of things like basic stuff like you know integrity intelligence diligence hard work right mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i think this is like what truly makes or breaks early stage investing is like founder market fit mm-hmm. and what this format solves for so I think it definitely solves for founder market fit. Because mm, if point. you talk to someone for like an hour, and understanding a, half, a person, yeah, you have to understand the person, their motivations, where they come from, like yeah. what their insecurities are. That's a really what, good point, right? I never really thought about that way. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, and then you can filter for some of the motive, the the product, the actual business model itself, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, talk yeah. Of course, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're yeah, gonna be yeah. like, oh, like your whole thing about like bundling, unbundling makes no sense. Like yeah. this is crap. Like, yeah, yeah, pass, yeah. pass, pass, pass. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, and then the you know the hard work and the integrity part that that part takes a little bit longer. Yeah. You need to spend more time mm. with the person, and you do some due diligence and talk to some people and all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. But I think like definitely for the third point, and then to a certain extent for the first point, you can sort of suss that out. So when I say yeah. like you're doing like half of the work, yeah, I see what you. That's mean what I mean. Like, yeah, the, like the, yeah, those yeah. like one and a half of those three yeah. points are addressed, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I I I see your point now, and I, I think you know, I think the work does lead onto that naturally, and it kind of makes sense, especially if you're solving that value. Uh, maybe I've been fighting it because at the same time I always want to build something too. Yeah, you know? but I think yeah. that's your that's your issues. You, is, you want to build shit. Is there is there a cop out between is is a venture studio a cop out? Some people can solve it and do it well. I think that's very rare though. I mean, the venture studio. Like, What's a what? What a, what's a venture studio? It's it's again more more traditional in the sense that um, it's uh, a person who's probably built companies successfully before. They raise money, but they I would say this in the more context in the in, in the in the U.S. where I think they start the comp like the venture studio starts the companies, but they give significant equity to a founding team. Oh sure, so like yeah. you finance most of it correct well in. early stage and then of course uh, you give enough equity to the founding team and then they have to raise it for the next uh, think, after the points think, I think the disconnect with that is like it's very difficult to find it, a founder to fit into yes. your I would say most most of the time it doesn't work exactly. but, but the, there are a few studios have done it well which is why they're not more of them because it's very hard to do. It's very, it's very difficult, right? right? Yeah. yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Because like, it's if you're providing someone with the idea, yeah. the thesis, right? Yeah, it's not theirs, and the, yeah. the whoever the whoever the owner operator or the operator is, they need to own that. Yeah, particularly, and I, I've I've realized this a hard way, looking at my portfolio and like 
who I think the winners are and who I think yeah. that I mean and it's not it's not played out yet, right? So I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I think the ones that are I'm most most optimistic about are the people who like they're like, yeah, this is a problem I want to solve. Mm. They've bought into they've they they have full buying. I didn't need to sell them an idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean and, and that leads to the point of very, a lot of early stage methodology is um problems that affect you personally that you know about yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah it's not like chasing the idea yeah correct and, and i think that is something very poignant to say and yeah because I, I think that happens a lot in the in the industry in the region especially right? the southeast southeast region southeast Asia, yeah. yeah you have a lot chasing of people ideas. yeah making solutions for problems that don't really exist yeah fair enough right it's just like okay cool you built this thing and like i get it what do you why yeah 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 i mean and again and the, i don't want to name any names because yeah. it doesn't give me trouble but like it's just like but the test of time shows that those people end up quitting within a few years exactly yeah exactly right you can't be oper- you can't be a mercenary about it yeah yeah and i think the foundation is very important you have to have the ownership part of that too which are mistakes that i've made in the past where i've yeah. done something for many years and correct and that's also where i think like the ownership like the studio model doesn't exist because like if someone is starting off with like a 20 percent, 30 percent equity stake like how invested are they really? Uh, okay, then it's a function of probability of success. Can you clear the first inflection point? But 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 here, here's a, yeah, fine. But here's the problem, right? It's like Anthony Tan is a great example of this, right? Man, luck and timing, man. No, 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 no. no. He is like, I mean, I think, Dude, of, yeah. I think in terms of outcomes, you cannot wish for a better outcome than what he has, right? Fair, fair enough, fair right? enough. Fair but enough. how much does he own? He owns 05 percent of the company, even less. Or than like, that, actually, yeah. I, I mean, I mean I, it might be two. Like, I think it's like two yeah. percent. No, no. Well, I, don't, I mean, the, the before the the SPAC, the, what I had seen was like one percent or something like this, which is also like my big issue with that particular deal, actually. Well, but uh, somehow he retained a lot of control. I exactly, was reading, right? That's that's the that's which that's a fundamental for me. That's a big fundamental control. Flaw. Yeah, right. Like you have someone that owns like one percent. Or sub one percent of an entity, yeah. and you have sixty percent control. The incentives do not, do not align here. That, yeah, that's true. It's a very this good is point. this is actually my biggest problem with that deal. Yeah. Is like, I mean, however I feel about like the grab as a business or the, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. The fact that like you have this like I don't know fundamental that, misalignment. How, how did you even pull it off? I don't even understand. <laughs> it's the same as how every Silicon Valley company has pulled it off, right? Yeah. I mean, it all started with Zuckerberg, or yeah, I think yeah. It was like, or no, no, it was Google, um, the Google guys, yeah, yeah, the Google guys, right? Yeah. They, they, but. This is like the extreme version of this, right? Yeah. Like even like Zuck and the Google guys, they still own like 15, 20%, whatever it was. Yeah. And they maintain like 60%, 51% control. Yeah. You have someone, this is like, like this, this, that taken to like, uh, 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 I don't even know how, what the word is, but like you own 1% of a company, but you have 60% of the voting rights. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. That's crazy talk. That's it's crazy, crazy town, right? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, like, that, that was more of a function of the, the SoftBank deal. Right. No, 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 because right? he's, spec, he's doing a SPAC, right? Well, so okay, more, more recently, yeah, more recently. But like, because I think the deal is like, if, if you don't take the SoftBank deal, he just funds your competitor with billions. No, for right? sure, for sure. But, 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 but now that you're going to be publicly traded, like as a publicly, yeah, 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 as yeah, a yeah, public yeah, market does, investor. It has to be resolved. I, 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 think, I think it is getting resolved though. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 don't, I, know, if it, I don't know if it will be, but like in a, from a public market standpoint, well, to be fair, like if you fast forward to Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 50 companies, whatever, the CEOs, the leaders don't necessarily, 
Well, I guess I guess that's a, that is a problem then, right? There's no that's long, there's no long term. This is exactly. Okay, I see what you're saying. This is exact problem. What you're saying? Yes, this is exact problem. Like every single Fortune 500 company has this exact problem, where like the CEOs are all short term incentivized, yeah. where they own like I don't know. I mean, it's not that much, right? It's like yeah. relative to the market cap of the companies, they're like I don't know, like. Well, what's what's tying to him is liquidity. But he doesn't. In, in his case, once it happens, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, what does that look like? 10, 20 years then once he's liquid right if you don't maintain that amount you have you know you yeah look look i like i said i am a student of incentives i love incentives mm, i think yeah. like incentive design yeah. is one of the most interesting things the interesting topics in business yeah. yeah right and i know for a fact that this incentive structure yeah is not going to yeah it's not going to work yeah and so like if i yeah if i was like trying to if i was like uh, a mutual fund manager or whatever trying to buy stock like this is like number one red flag for me <laughs> and i'm like oh so you own less which, than one percent of the company but you control the entire thing which is interesting because the investor is i don't know like how much global experience altimeter has right but it's it's very a bit removed it's it's, it's chamat's it's chamat's fund Oh, Shamat's fund. Shamat. He's an LP in, in Altimeter. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. He has no excuse. Shamat is the OG oh, they, they, they of hit it. They, they hit that on their episode, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I found out. found out because they do a top on the episode. Like, he has no excuse. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great story, right? It is like, a good story. It's a great, it's a great story. Oh, like I, we, I, we uplift like you know, you know Southeast what? Asian, it's an, whatever. Like, in, in that kind of sense, it's almost similar to the DD deal. It's like these early investors need liquidity. Like they like it's getting to the point where it's very like it can be very questionable like because what part of it's profitable? Look, 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 they, I, look, like cashing out. That's fine. Like, yeah, I have no issue. Like, there's no issue. Well, that. that's what that's what this exercise could be. It's letting these early guys who have power push for this liquidity. But why event. would you? Why would you give someone that much control for that little stake? I, I think it's clear at that time. Like, also, let's be, okay. Look, sorry, let me let me also pause this. This is not a product company. Less okay. I completely agree with that statement. I mean, even still, yeah, it's 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 not like a, a far off statement now. But the product has improved. But it's not. It's a, fundamentally it, a product company. I agree. I agree. I agree right. with that statement. I agree with that right. statement. So this is not this is not even a case where like you you're like oh. Zuckerberg is the visionary product leader. We have to have him. I see what you key mean. Man, I see what you mean. I see what key you mean. man yeah, risk, yeah, 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 all yeah, that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Anthony Tan, like I, I don't know him at all. Like I only met him once briefly. Nice enough guy, but like, yeah, like why? It just it, it to me, it, it, like it's okay. And, and that's why my critique of Reicher historically is that it's been a bunch of the same investors trying to capture a massive user base. And look, if you literally look at the cap tables across all the big unicorns here, it's the same investors. Yes, of course. And it's just wheeling and dealing to see how to make more money off the same user base. That's why, that's why convergence, I, 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 in the, in the, before the peak of like Rideshare, I knew it was just going to converge. I knew it was just going to roll up. Rebecca, Rebecca Mundling. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I, I was right. That. Rebecca yeah, Mundling, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it's a lot of window dressing. Right? And, yeah. and it, it comes back to it. It's like, yeah. You're, it's it's more financial dealing than anything for Rideshare, and, it, and it's very disinterested. This reverse PR story to kind of make it like this beautiful Southeast Asia narrative sure, story. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But, but like we're yeah, uplifting yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, working yeah. masses and yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. But look, look, I, I think you know if you're not being cynical, you could you could back into it with that much money and power. You can back into this weird situation where it is meaningful because 
I was very skeptical many years ago. Obviously, I have the bias to be skeptical, but like if you look at if you look at usage now, you will you will use Grab. Think about it. Look, look. I don't. Okay, so I haven't done the homework on this. I need to do it later yeah. next week. But like. Yeah. That com- that business is fundamentally a shit business. <laughs> we got to get into that for sure. <laughs> no, I, 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 need, yeah. I need to see homework. Yeah, I need yeah, to go yeah, and yeah, actually yeah. read the document. Yeah. But like, ride hailing and food delivery are fundamentally shit businesses. The only, the, it, this is my current stance, right? Yeah. The only upside on that is if they actually manage to scale their financial services business. Interesting. Because those, those are high margin. So those are yeah, high margin yeah. businesses. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. like, Ride hailing and 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 food delivery are low margin businesses that have high. Well, in Southeast Asia, I did it. There's no. It's like a no margin business. Exactly. It's a zero. <laughs> okay for for the cost structure and economics that we that we started and know today. Even in like the U.S., U.S. and Latin America and parts of the Middle East, some of it does make sense, but it's not as not as big and as valuable as people thought it was. Exactly. It's it's a this is this is always the question. So always a question, right? Yeah. It's like I'm not saying that the businesses have no value. Yeah. But are they worth are they as big as they should be? Yeah. Billion Correct. dollars yeah. or yeah. whatever Uber was valued at the time? No, they're clearly not. I think I think to this day Uber still doesn't make money. Yeah, they, the business unit, right? That's why they so that's why it really all of this depends on the pivot, which honestly the Chinese have done very well, which I think we'll talk about. But this is but yeah. this, this is a fundamental premise, right? Yeah. It's like what they what they, all of them have realized is like we've spent a bunch of money acquiring these customers yes correct and what are the different verticals or metrics or matrices or whatever mm. that we can actually monetize these customers off of, yeah. right it's a, it's the same story as every e-commerce business that's ever existed yeah right because like oh like zalora i acquired all these people that buy shoes maybe i can sell them shirts yeah maybe correct I can sell yeah, them yeah. jewelry accessories, whatever right so so the fundamental arpu uh it's weak yeah Right, and it only works if you can layer out on top of it all these other ancillary things. Yeah. Right, and that's that that's their strategy, and like, okay, fine. Like, my my point is, I don't have an answer. Like, I think that strategy is probably like sound long term, but again, like if you're like a public market investor, mm, very different. You, you need to understand this. Very right? different. Yeah. It's very different. Well, the the counter argument is that. Like this is what people said in the early '90s about Amazon, and then the okay, the difference is Jeff Bezos, probably right. But like you could like in logically you could say I'm doing a Jeff Bezos. We're gonna go long term, right? And it's about like we look at China, right? That's what we're doing. I see. I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I'm, I'm just saying the counter argument. I'm just saying how yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think yeah. I think I think that's a that's a weak analogy because Amazon was unprofitable. Throughout most of the nineties, seven years, whatever, yeah, how long? Yeah. Because they were actually investing in infrastructure. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. No, but uh, like wow, the- okay, but then you're gonna get into the whole argument of Chinese e-commerce one p versus three p marketplace, right? But like, but Ch- Chinese companies are very profitable, aren't they? No, Unless, like, I don't know. I don't know the actual financials. I'm just about, guessing. I'm talking about grab here. I'm not talking about. I'm okay, talking okay, about, okay, right, fair, right, fair, right, fair, right, fair, right, fair. Right, right, right. You have to like they have to like like I think it's a it's a again I have to go back and research and validate all these assumptions right but like it's a question of like where your loss is coming from yeah right? so Amazon's loss has historically been the it's like a capital uh, depreciation right yeah they, they spend a bunch of money on like warehouses and yeah infrastructure which is that's an actual investment yeah right yeah yeah I completely and agree I, it, it, it returns over time correct it returns there's an actual return yeah inherent into that 
the weakness or the disconnect between a lot of these other businesses in Southeast Asia is a lot of what these companies are doing is they're investing into marketing and the marketing does not return. I completely agree with you. I mean, that's what I experienced for standard ride share. Like we weren't solving a problem yeah. specifically in the Vietnam context. Yeah, you were, you were, you were spending money on user acquisition, but there was no lock-in. I, I, the perfect example was that uh, Vietnam was the fastest growing market out of like 170 cities in easy taxi at one point. But as soon as I stopped incentives, 90% of demand disappeared. Exactly. Literally the next exactly. day. <laughs> this is exactly my point. Like we've done, everyone has like, we've uh, not everyone, but like I've done e-commerce. You understand how this works. It's an incentive driven economic activity. As soon, and that is not a long-term mm-hmm. value building mm-hmm. exercise, right? Yeah. It's great in the short term because you can raise capital off yeah. the back of that. Yeah. Right? But that's also a very flimsy model because yeah. as soon as you yeah. can't raise capital, yeah. your entire thing falls apart. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, there's, there's, there's no long-term value creation in investing in customer acquisition in this region because, first of all, your core fundamental of the business doesn't make money anyway yeah. on a unit yeah. economic basis. Yeah. So, like, cool, you acquired a thousand customers today, yeah. but like, if each customer still loses one dollar per ride, what are we talking about? So, like, that, this has been my stance a few years ago, and I'm the more I keep using it, I wonder if I'm wrong. And if, if, if it's, if it can actually pull it off and become something that you're just going to use every day. So if they can keep pulling enough money and keep taking more and building more infrastructure, and if it becomes eventually, it's like, it's like, it's like backing into becoming a WeChat. Well, that's it, it, so that's the question true. is, can, can they Correct. pull it off? And Correct. It, it, it almost seems like year after year, my based off, I mean, I don't really use them for rideshare or food as much, but. It is still the only thing probably that I'm, I'm, I'm touching. There's nothing else that's touching it. Though I will have been, I will be having more interesting discussions in the coming months with, uh, like people in, in the VC space about food. Sure. There are some trends that are changing. So maybe I might be, I, I guess it's hard to say the future will predict, but like it seems that grab is sure thing, more sure of a sure thing these days than a few years ago. But also at the same time in the future, I think. Well, agree, yeah. agree. But say, this is this is. I agree with you. I agree with you, right? Yeah. And I think all these questions boil down to, uh, again, from an asset management perspective, like, what is the price you're willing to pay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, if you were to tell me today, I could buy crap at like a one billion dollar market cap. Okay. Buy, okay, that's I, good. Yeah. I would be good. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'd be in. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here's here's a bunch of money. Here's like however much money I have, take it. You know, well, it's in. it's like when uh, the price of C was eleven dollars, you should have bought it. <laughs> yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. correct, correct. Right? But, this, but this is this is this is this is the the issue, right? It's yeah. just like thesis is always one part of the equation, right? Like whether or not you have conviction in whatever it is they're doing, yeah. right? This but this, this ties back to the founder piece, the grit, yeah. liquidity, yeah, yeah, product product type, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But then the part yeah. of the question is like, okay, fine. I, maybe I believe in your thesis, but am I am I willing to pay that much money for it? Mm. Actually, right. well, yeah. When it comes to your own money, or that's the yeah, question. That's the thing. Yeah. I manage my own money, right? Yeah. I, so I do both, right? I manage someone else's money to a certain extent, and I also manage my own money. Yeah. Right. And this is like, and this is where opportunity costs. Yeah. Becomes a thing. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, principal agent problems and all that kind of crap, mm-hmm. right? But like, I care because I earn that money. I yeah. want my money to like. Make it like I I don't want to have buyer's remorse. Yeah. Like and and that's and my my fundamental issue with it is I just I don't think I can justify it. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Like forty okay. billion dollars is yeah. like okay. I mean I understand like stock like market prices are set on 
future expectations and all that. Like I, I understand all this, right? Yeah. Like, well, it's a future cash flow. Yeah, exactly. Future yeah. cash flow, like future yeah. f- future earnings, right? Yeah, that's, correct. That that it's all predicated on that assumption. It's just like, what? It, I guess I guess my, at the end of the day, what is my risk reward profile? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think next week we're gonna get deep into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking with a few of our good friends starting a new format. I look forward to that conversation. I think we're going to do that. So before that, then, uh, last closing words, parting wisdom, anything you want to plug, anything that we should know about, what are you doing, what are you doing next, what should we follow? No, nothing, man. I I think at the end of the day, right, it's just like, I think Gandhi said this once. Perfect. About integrity. Okay. And I think the, the truly important thing in life is like, what you say what you feel, what you think, and what you do. Well, I mean, like, really, it's what you do, what you think, and what you feel, right? Those are the yeah. three. They need to be aligned. They need to be aligned. Yeah. So and what that, you say, what you do, what you think, what you feel need to be aligned. What, what, you, what you do, what you think, and what you feel. Okay, do those think three, that, that, And that's like the definition of integrity, right? And because, again, there's no moral judgments on any of these things, right? And so your definition, and that's, and I think that's the beauty of that, that particular framework is like, it leaves integrity open to your own personal mm. uh, whatever motivations. Yeah. Right. But as long as you have alignment uh, and you minimize internal conflict, yeah, you'll be okay. And I think the one thing I would add to that then is consistency. Correct. I agree applying with that because that's how character builds. Yeah. It's character building. Yeah. Correct. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to practice it. So when you do, it's important to be aligned with those things when it does happen. Yeah. Correct. I that's, that, that's the tricky part. I think that's being, being part. an adult, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and becoming a better person, right? So yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to right. have that recognition yes, and that, that yes. feedback cycle, right? Yes. Yeah. That, okay. That's that's well, I think that's a perfect place to end. Uh, cool, man. Thank you for sharing all your stories, your insights and your wisdom. And, uh, you know, we look back for having you on for the next uh, future episode. I hope, I, I hope it was interesting to people. You I'm know? sure it was. We talked for a long time. Yes. So, you know. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Hey, listeners. Thanks for listening to another episode of EOA. As usual, if you enjoyed this episode and learned something, please share it with your friends and family and help give us a review on your podcast platform. Every interaction helps us a lot and it's appreciated. So what did we learn in the final part after everything we shared? I think one thing that really stuck with me is knowing what game you are playing. When I was working in the hedge fund industry, one of the ideas I picked up was the importance of being able to synthesize tiny details from a bottom-up perspective and combining that information with data from the big macro picture gathered from a top-down perspective to get a full picture. People are typically good at either doing one or the other. In order to understand what game you are playing, you have to be able to get the full picture as clear as possible to know how to optimize it, just like how Dave does playing Magic the Gathering, and frankly any other game I've played with him, which is an amazing skill he has. I guess the other lesson I loved was from the Gandhi quote, let's do our best to always align what you do, what you think, and what you feel, and keep testing that integrity to hopefully continuously grow and be a better person. See you guys back here for next week's episode, EOA out.